Thus far, the Texas heartbeat law has survived in the courts. With the imminent overturning of Roe versus Wade, state legislatures are moving quickly to enact protections for the unborn. What can we expect from the states? Also, is flyering an abortionist's house the same as picketing at a U.S. Supreme Court justice's home? Stay tuned to find out. Activist Radio, The Mark Harrington Show, is brought to you by Created Equal, and you can donate to our work by going to createdequal.org. Just click on the little donate link there, and also, if you wouldn't mind, uh, you could share the podcast and leave a five-star review. So today on the program, I have as my guest Ohio House Representative Jenna Powell. Jenna, thanks for being on the show today. For having me on. So I wanted to bring you on. We ran into each other last week, and I've been following uh, the progress of the bill that is 2363 uh, in the Ohio legislature. And, uh, you know, I wanted to get you on because we're all anticipating the overturning of Roe versus Wade. I am one to believe that uh, this is going to stay the way it was, that the draft opinion is going to be pretty close to what the final opinion is going to be. I think it's going to come out. Again, I'm putting my uh, little uh, crystal ball. I'm looking through my crystal ball here, and I think it's going to be the last week of June, but it could come sooner. But state legislatures around the country are moving quickly to pass legislation to protect the unborn. Uh, and this is in, in part due to the possible overturning of Roe versus Wade. Now, your bill, 2363, was introduced last fall. But if you would, I want to get a little update on this. Uh, it's a unique in some ways because as far as I know, there's nothing like it uh, in the country. There might be a by now, but as far as I know, this is unique to Ohio. If you would, tell us what the 2363 Act is all about. So the 2363 Act is about protecting every unborn child in the state of Ohio. Every day in our nation, 2000. 2,363 children are aborted. So that's what we named our bill after in remembrance, mm -hmm. remembrance of the children um, that are that die due to abortion. Um, so the 2363 Act seeks to abolish abortion in our state and protect every unborn child and recognizes that life begins at fertilization. Um, it then enables a civil action lawsuit enforcement mechanism if someone does continue forward with abortion in our state. This bill is all about protecting the most vulnerable in our state, the unborn child and the pregnant mother. And, and that's what we're excited about in this piece of legislation. So let me ask you this. The, uh, the 2363 Act uh, is patterned after, and correct me if I'm wrong, after the Texas heartbeat bill. I also know that reading some of your talking points on this, it has something related to the Arkansas Unborn Child Protection Act. If you would, I mean, I think a lot of our my listeners know about the Texas heartbeat bill. I mean, who doesn't? If you're pro-life, you've been following this since last fall when the bill was passed, signed into law, and then it stood up against all the court challenges, even today up to this point. It has. And so that that garnered a whole lot of national attention because it was a little different than typical laws in that there is no criminal enforcement uh, by the state. So if you would explain the connection between maybe the Texas heartbeat law and your 2363 uh, act. 
Absolutely. So, so to begin with, I'll start back with the heartbeat bill that Ohio passed. Um, so right. Ohio is actually oftentimes on the leading front of pro-life legislation. Um, we mm -hmm. were the first state to introduce and come up with the heartbeat bill. Um, and right. in my first term in 2019, we had the opportunity to pass that crucial piece of legislation. Um, unfortunately, as we all knew, because of Roe versus Wade, we knew that it would get held up in the courts. Well, something that Texas did that we found very interesting was that they took Ohio's heartbeat bill, but they then they added a civil action lawsuit enforcement mechanism. And because mm -hmm. the, they, the, the state of Texas has passed that and it's um, been stood up in courts, that's been able to save thousands of babies' lives in the state of Texas. But then we've looked at other states and we see that, that they have a life at conception piece of legislation because we right. know that life begins at conception and the science is crystal clear on that. So we try to look around the nation and take the best pieces of legislation and mold them into the 2363 Act, knowing that life begins at fertilization and enabling an enforcement mechanism that works and will save lives in our state. So let's talk a little bit about the right of private action. Um, this is a in, a, in a sense, it's a workaround and, and it, it allows individuals to sue rather than the government. Uh, and that was intended, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, to try to get around the idea of these being held up in court. Am, am I right there? Is that the original intention of the right of private action in Texas and now with your bill here in Ohio? That is exactly correct. So that people understand when we're passing all these pro-life pieces of legislation, they keep getting caught up in the court. And what that means is that um, they don't actually go into effect and protect mm. children's lives in our state. And so the right. private um, right of action that, that Texas took it was actually stood up in, before the U.S. Supreme Court. If people are interested, they can go listen to that before the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, there were some <clears> very <throat> smart pro-life individuals that were um, fighting for that. Um, and then from there, you know, many, many children's lives have been saved in the state of Texas because of that. So we've tried to take the best of those and crafted those into the 2363 Act. Mm -hmm. So folks, just so you understand, this allows individuals to sue the abortionists and others who aid and abet an abortion. That's what's happened in Texas. It's stood up against all the challenges in court. And that is how this bill, this 2363 bill here in the state of Ohio is patterned after now, you know, with Roe being overturned, hopefully, right, uh, will a bill that has the right of private action even be necessary? I guess the question I have is, why not criminalize abortion now? So that's a wonderful question. And I think um, your listeners should go look up a new National Re Review article that just came out yesterday. Um, and the National okay. Review article is talking a lot about um, how liberal AGs um, and liberal states are, are going to work or how they're going to work around um, Roe versus Wade in liberal courts, even if mm. the legislature passes a life at conception bill without a hmm. civil action lawsuit enforcement mechanism. So I think there's Give us the cliff notes of that article, because I'm curious. I haven't read it. Okay, so cliff notes is, is in essence, liberal AGs like in Texas that are running, and I'm sorry, not in Texas, but Michigan and other states are coming out and saying, mm -hmm. we will not enforce a criminal um, action against abortion clinics and things like that if the legislature um, legislates that it is illegal in their state. So what this Amazing. does, it allows a secondary civil action lawsuit enforcement mechanism if the okay. AG or if the courts uh, will not 
uh, take that up. So we know that the pro-choice movement is always looking for ways to still allow abortions to take place. And as mm -hmm. I've told a lot of people, you know, we are on mm -hmm. the you know precipice of overturn of Roe versus Wade, which is mm -hmm. incredible. And that should be something that that should be celebrated. But this is also just the beginning of conservative states and pro-life states and the work that they have to do. So we have a lot of work to do in our state to ensure that liberal judges and if we get a Democrat AG, that babies' mm -hmm. lives will still be saved in our state. You know, it's amazing that the you know the liberals are the lawbreakers, right? I mean, so you know, if the Supreme Court passes a, a you know hands down a law that returns the uh, abortion issue back to the state legislatures. AG, liberal AG say, well, we're just going to de defy it. I mean, we're just not even going to, we're going to ignore it. Yeah. Uh, we as conservatives tend to follow the law. We're the law keepers. Uh, it's just amazing. And they'll get away with this as well, I'm sure, because the federal government, the Biden administration is going to do anything to stop them, to try to make them enforce the, any laws that are passed in these states to try to outlaw abortion after Roe versus Wade. So I just want people to understand, and I think most of us understand this, that they are the lawbreakers. We're the law keepers. We like to work through the system. And and that's why in the long run, we will eventually prevail here. Uh, so this 2363 law, I know that uh, live action has been very big in promoting this. Uh, they also have a website. And folks, you can go to 2363.org either way same thing and you can check out live actions take on this you know i was recently in times square in new york city we were doing outreach there people say well you're crazy to go there that's another story but anyway we went there and they have this gigantic billboard live action does 2363.org 2363.org and it's driving people to this to this website talking about this particular project. Now that involves the law, the bill that you're actually trying to pass here in Ohio, but it's also just drawing attention to the 2,363 babies that are killed every day uh, in America by abortion. And, um, you know, this kind of thing is gaining steam. Now, the difference between this and the Texas law is that you don't, this isn't about a detectable heartbeat. That is not where you draw the line in protecting the unborn, which is what the Texas heartbeat bill law, uh, law does. You're saying we're going all the way to life at conception. And I really appreciate that. I love the Texas heartbeat law. I was there in 2011 when we introduced the, the Ohio heartbeat bill. I was there in 2019 when it passed. I mean, we, we helped yeah. shepherd that through the legislature and I watched what happened over the let those eight years. And, and I I'm supportive of heartbeat bills. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. I am. But I'm glad to see that you went straight to life at conception. Why didn't you just take, you know, the heartbeat bill or heartbeat act as your, um, you know, draw the line where you drew the line? We're extremely grateful for the state of Texas for passing the heartbeat bill and that Ohio mm -hmm. will pass it as well. Um, but the right. science is crystal clear. You know, life doesn't right. begin at the heartbeat. Life doesn't begin at 15 weeks gestation. Life begins at fertilization. And so with that science, we must move forward on legislation to protect the most vulnerable. You know, in our nation, we have rights and we have freedoms and we have liberties. And it's mm -hmm. not that's not marked if it's six weeks or 12 weeks or 20 weeks. It begins right. with the time a human being is created. And we know, and science clearly shows us, that that begins at fertilization. And that's why we're, we're, we're just laying down the line and we're saying, no, this is what science proves. This is what science shows. 
and we want to protect the most vulnerable. Well, and I'm with you. I, I'm an incrementalist, but I'm also an abolitionist in that I'm in both. You know, whatever gets us to the end game, which is the end point, which is to outlaw all abortions, I'm for. And that's why I've been supporting the heartbeat bills. That's why I'll support anything that ends abortion right at the life at conception. That's why I like your uh, 2363 uh, bill here in the Ohio legislature. My guest is Jenna Powell. She's a representative of the Ohio uh, State House here, House of Representatives in House District 80. She has uh, introduced a, a bill, 2363, which would outlaw abortion at the time, at, at the point of conception and allow for a private right of action. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, if you would give us a status on the bill, where is it and what what can our listeners and viewers do to help uh, move the bill along? So the bill has been referred to uh, the committee in the Ohio House, and we're looking to move it through. We we are looking to have a first hearing on the bill so that we can um, talk about just how great the bill is and how, how much it would help the most vulnerable in our state. Um, and then from there, we will have proponent testimony. So if there's people that have been affected by abortion or are pro-life individuals that want to submit their testimony, um, that goes a long way in our state and in, in, in having the ability to have their voice heard here in the legislature. So we have high hopes of being able to move this through um, so that we can protect women and children in our state. So do you deal with any of the ex so-called exceptions, rape, incest, life of the mother, those those mentioned in the bill at all or not? We, we do talk about those in the piece of legislation, but I think a lot of people use exceptions uh, for right. the life of the mother. And, and we don't call those exceptions. That's a, a doctor's right. duty to do his best to save both lives. And so we have mm -hmm. talked about that in this piece of legislation because it is a pro-woman bill as well sure. as a pro-child bill. That's that's what it means to um, protect the most vulnerable. So we do talk about those in this piece of legislation specifically for the life of the mother, but that's not an exception. That's a medical doctor doing life-saving care. Mm -hmm. My guest has been Jenna Powell. She's a representative in the state house here in Columbus and has introduced a bill, 2363, which is representative of the number of children who are killed every day by abortion in America. It is patterned after the heartbeat bill in Texas. However, it goes all the way to the uh, point of conception and it allows for a private right of action. And if you wanna find out more about 2363, the project of live action, you can go to 2363.org. If you want to support the legislation, you can find uh, Jenna's uh, information on the Ohio State House website. If you live in the state of Ohio, make phone calls to your legislators, especially in the Ohio State House right now, to get this bill moving. Uh, you know, we're running out of time before Roe v. Wade is overturned. I mean, we're looking out maybe a month if we're lucky. And it'd be nice to get this thing on the books and signed by the governor before all of that takes place. So we're ready to go the minute that Roe v. Wade falls. Jenna, thanks for being on the show. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. So, friends, I want to give you a few updates about what's happening with Created Equal this summer. We've got a lot of things planned. The first one is with the overturning of Roe versus Wade, at least the imminent overturning of Roe. Uh, we have organized uh, national rallies that will happen spontaneously on that day. Uh, we're working with the Pro-Life Action League and Citizens for a Pro-Life Society to help organize those. And if you're interested in attending one of them, you can go to overturnrow.org. That's overturnrow.org. You can attend a, a rally, which if you look at the map, it's there. You can click on the little uh, 
icon for your city, find out who's organizing it and get in contact with them and be ready at a moment's notice once Roe v. Wade is uh, overturned, Lord willing. Uh, you can also host a rally. It's not too late. My view is we probably got about a month here before they actually hand down the decision. You can actually host a rally in your own city. And it's important that we get out in front of this because the pro-abortion activists are going to be way out in front. They're going to be the ones on TV. So we need to also be ready to speak to the issue of what a post-Roe America will look like. So go to overturnroe.org. Also, our day of action is coming up soon here in June. On June 23 and 24, we'll be hosting our own activist training here in Columbus. And you can find out more by going to our website at createdequal.org. And you can click on the day of action and find out more. We've got this year, as a, one of our speakers is uh, Michael Spiel, uh, Michael Spencer, who is a former pastor. He, he's going to speak as well. He now runs uh, Project Life Voice. He's going to be speaking at the uh, Day of Action, as well as Samuel Say, who's a blogger and activist. Uh, and Samuel Say is going to be our keynote. I've had Samuel on the program. And so if you're able to come to the Day of Action, uh, just go to our website at createdequal.org, and you can find more out about that. Now, what I'd like to do in the remaining minutes is talk about some of the things that have been going on in Washington, D.C. Uh, if you've been following us here on the radio program and on my social media, you know that we've been active after the uh, draft opinion by Samuel Alita was released or leaked to the media. And since then, we've been uh, working in the D.C. area. But even before that, when uh, five babies were retrieved from the sidewalk of an abortion clinic there in uh, D.C. from the abortionist Cesare Santangelo, and I've been reporting on this over the, pro over the last several weeks, and we took it upon ourselves to bring a, more attention to the issue by going into the neighborhoods of the uh, of the abortion clinic, the neighborhood and the community where the abortionist lives. And we were flyering some of the neighbors to let them know that someone who lives in their community kills babies who could live outside the womb. Some of these almost up to full term. His name is Cesare Santangelo. And so one of our projects is to flyer, that is to take these postcards and distribute them in the neighborhood and the community of the abortion clinic and where the abortionist lives to draw attention to what he does. And here's the, here's the purpose of this. We want Cesare Santangelo to have to answer to his friends, his colleagues, his neighbors uh, for what he does. Uh, honestly, maybe the only justice that's going to be brought to these people who kill babies is that they will have to answer for what they do. Now, we're hoping the day will come that justice will be done and that they'll actually be held accountable for what they do by law. But in, in, in lieu of that, we can bring attention to them and expose them to their communities. We've had people, abortionists, quit because of this tactic. As long as people don't know what these folks do, they can continue to do what they do. But once it's exposed to the light, uh, then they might think twice about it. Because if they remain unbothered, 
they'll just keep doing what they're doing. So we're trying to bother people in order to get them to think and hopefully bring attention to what people like Sarsari Santangelo does. And so in doing this, of course, we often get attention. And we're not out for that, but sometimes it hits the media. And so what I want to do here, I'm going to play a short clip of a media report from the D.C. area. This is WUSA 9 in Washington, D.C., reporting on the flyering of Cesare Santangelo's community. Go ahead and play that clip. Says he was not expecting that the battle over abortion rights would be delivered directly to his mailbox. To me, it looked like a thinly veiled threat against, uh, you know, against him and his family. Uh, you know, it's an abortion provider in our community. Uh, to see that it, you know, uh, put towards a doctor uh, was really threatening. The D.C. resident says this past weekend he received these two flyers at his home in the Berkeley neighborhood near Palisades that read, Beware, Dr. Cesar St. Angelo, late-term abortionist, resides in our neighborhood. Included is the medical expert's home address. I think we're going to see a lot more of this, uh, and it's really scary to see it, you know, this close to home, you know, just a couple blocks away. The flyers are attributed to the group Created Equal and show a photo of a fetus. All right, you can end it there. So here's the thing. The cognitive dissonance in this uh, report is astounding to me. As I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, first of all, this resident is more concerned about getting a flyer delivered to his home than than he is about babies that can live outside the womb. Those who are fully viable. We're talking 28 to 32 weeks from our best estimation who are killed by an abortionist in his community. He's more worried about a flyer being delivered to his home than he is that a child killer. And that's who he is. Cesare Santangelo is killing babies right down the street from him. It's unbelievable. He says this. The resident complains that, quote, It's scary to see this so close to home. Now, what's really scary to see is that this abortionist is killing babies that can live outside the womb close to his home. The fact that people are expressing their First Amendment protected rights to canvas, which is protected by the First Amendment, to go door to door. People do it all the time for political campaigns and other things, right? That's protected speech. It's free speech. Yet he says that's worse than an abortionist that kills babies that can live outside the womb in his community. This is the unbelievable, the times that we live in, that people are more concerned about this being delivered to their home than they are that it actually happens in their community. Uh, the, the, the report calls this killer a medical expert. Now, if you look at the front, front of one of these postcards, Uh, No medical expert does this, kills babies who are full term. That's not a medical expert. That's a murderer, period. Yet they call him a medical expert. So these flyers do depict a third trimester aborted baby. Yet they call him a medical expert uh, who kills late term babies in the neighborhood. He called it a thinly veiled threat against a, an abortion provider. There's nothing threatening. It just says, Cesare Santangelo operates in your community with a picture of an abortion. That's all it does. Uh, 
that's not a threatening. That's protected speech. We're not saying go to his home. We're not saying do anything violent or illegal. This is number. This is applying public pressure, which is protected by the First Amendment. Now, I would submit to you that this would not have been a story if it weren't for what was also going on in Washington in the last several weeks, and that is where leftists, Marxists, pro-abortion activists have been going to the justices' uh, homes and picketing them. Now, that is, by the way, not protected speech. That's against the law. Also, in Frisbee, which is a, a Supreme Court case, they ruled that you can not picket directly in front of a home. In this, in this news piece, they don't talk about that because those are not protected speech. Picketing in front of a, a person's home is not protected speech. You have to keep moving through the neighborhood. And uh, uh, pressuring a judge to change their opinion is not protected speech. The Biden administration has looked the other way. The Department of Justice is not going to enforce the law. Yet there's no mention of that. He's trying to conflate the two. Flyering a neighborhood, canvassing a neighborhood, which is protected speech, versus doxing, which is going to a person's home, picketing in front of it, and 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 um, and pressuring and almost and, and threatening judges of the U.S. Supreme Court. That is not protected speech. But of course, they're trying to equate the two. So, if you want to find out more about this project, you can go to createdequal.org. Click on the projectweeklink.com, Project Week Link uh, tab there, and you can find out more about the project. We'll see you next time. God bless you. God bless America. And remember, America, to bless God. You've been listening to Mark Harrington, your radio activist. For more information on how to make a difference for the cause of life, liberty, and justice, go to createdequal.org. To follow Mark, go to markharringtonshow.com. Be sure to tune in next time for your marching orders in the culture war.